0: city of angels is black and gold you're listening to the heart of lafc podcast and now joseph zacker
1: greetings los angeles welcome to episode 188 that's right 188 pushing close to 190, pushing close to 200. We just keep plugging away. Uh, but in this case, it's a fun episode. We have stuff to celebrate, stuff to talk about, and it's a change. We're not talking about the same old thing like we've been talking for the last few matches. There's new stuff. So this is actually a really exciting day to talk about LAFC. Uh, Christine, welcome back to the show. How are you doing tonight?
2: Good. It's good to be back. Good to see you.
1: Same here, you know, the long three weeks and all that madness and, and I'm supposed to be rested and relaxed and I, I, far from that, uh, adventure, more adventures and it's worth it, but, uh, it's always yeah. amazing to be back on It's Well, you've
2: been on the road you've had some crazy adventure with your family.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was nearly a little, almost 5,000 miles of driving. Um, Wow. Yeah, I went nuts. It, I'll, I'll eventually throw the pictures up for everybody to see, right? Instagram will get its love for me in a while. You know, how I'm terrible with it anyway. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you follow my wife's Instagram, you'll you'll see everything. That's where it's all at. But, yeah, it's good stuff. And now it's back to the world of football. So, <laughs> you know, as you notice, I've, you know, those who know, know. But uh, this is actually a Euro 96 kit for Germany. In honor of that Ooh. amazing victory at Wembley at the expense of England. Oh, yeah. Aren't we playing those guys next week? Yes. Yes, that's the case. So, there it is. I had to wear it. A little bit of luck. A little bit of love. Also, for my dad, this this uh, would have been his birthday today. So, much love, Pops.
0: All nice. the way up
1: there. Uh, yeah. Had to wear it. Had to pay my respects to my dad, and of course, get ready for the rivalry because that's what it's all about. In case you haven't watched Euro '96, I got a chance to look at that. I still think that's one of the best tournaments ever. So, just check it out. You'll see why the stars and all that. It's it's good stuff. So, let's get back to what we're doing here, LaFC. So, this is 188. Uh, I'm going to call this one Moonrise for very obvious reasons. Not the full moon. That's not the reason why, but yeah, Moonrise is what we're going to call this uh, because it was a breakout match for a lot of players, including the one and only Moon, uh, Kim Mm Hwan. Dude, he killed it. um, And so we have to talk about it. Actually, I was really happy with everybody's performance, the newbies at least. Uh, So we'll cover that as well. So basically many changes were needed in the lineup because we obviously have a game tomorrow uh, and it's, I guess, three games in about eight days. So that's, pretty much the way it lined up for Dallas. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that being said, Christine, who were the guys we bought in? How did things change up?
2: Yeah, we saw a different lineup because like you said, um, they needed to rotate some players in. So I think the biggest surprise for me was Tomas Romero started in goal, the 20 year old um, goalie who's, you know, uh, who came from USL and, um, who's sort of used to being the youngest player on the team, um, but did not expect him to get a start and play ninety minutes. So that was super exciting to see him there. Uh, the other two players that were sort of a surprise were was Cal Jennings. He got his first start, and then of course Kim Moon Won. Not so much a, a surprise. Kind of expected that it might happen this game, um, but it's been uh, it's been a, a few weeks in the making. So it was really exciting to finally see him get his first start
1: well earned let's be honest mm-hmm. i think uh what we've seen in vegas from those who were playing in vegas mm-hmm. these are the right guys the other guy was duke and he got his chance in the earlier match so mm-hmm. it was it was just good to see the change i love everything that Corey baird does for us but rotation is key we're gonna need baird to step up this weekend so yeah I, I i was extremely happy to see the changes. And we talked about that on the last episode when Fresco was on um, mm-hmm. and Ben and said, dude, shake something up, do something different. We're all getting kind of tired of seeing the same thing. Cause it's not working. Something has to give. Mm-hmm. And our hand was forced a little bit because Kay was actually questionable on the day. Yeah, Maybe I think more rest, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it looked like he was questionable. He was listed as questionable. So no chances taken. Uh, and so yeah, new blood, new mindset, uh, and more mm-hmm. changes would be happening later, which was super cool. So game kicks off, it flies. Uh, probably the guy that you have to say is the story of the matches, of course, is Carlos Vela. Um, I right. mean this was as vintage as it gets for a performance for the man. Uh, we were all talking about man, he looks tired, there's not there's something missing, there's something missing. Right. Somebody got him mad that's all I can figure he was he was on edge Christine what was your take for those first few minutes from him?
2: I thought that we finally see, saw him coming back into his almost his full fitness and um, you really expect that kind of like dynamic movement from Vela all the time so the fact that he was sort of underperforming the the past few games, was odd, you know, and it was disappointing. So when he finally looked back in his original form, it was really exciting. And you just see how good he is in terms of his footwork, in terms of his cuts, um, he's so sharp. And uh, yeah, the, the we saw them the, within the first four minutes, literally is when he got his first goal. Um, so that first goal that Villa got, um, it's a uh, him and a Twesta combining. Um, he does like a little, almost like a croqueta to Twesta and then he mm-hmm. makes a run inside the box. A um being the player who can really kind of thread the needle, he finds um, Vela inside the box, and Vela takes like a first touch with his uh, with his left foot inside, and just and just bangs it into the right corner. Um, so that was a beautiful goal. It was a goal that was initially set up um, by Kim and Blessing. So mm-hmm. super relieved, I guess, as you could say the word, because we needed a sign at this point that Vela was coming back. And I think this was the sign that, like, yes, he's back. And he just needed a, a couple games under his belt um, to, to come back to his original Vela form.
1: So we, we could call this the Carlos Vela proof of life match.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it Pretty is like, Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. it's nerve wracking to think like, because there's always that doubt in the back of your mind, like, oh, man, you know, maybe after injury, players don't always return to their their full form. So you never know what's gonna happen um, just in terms of his you know, physical condition, his mental condition. So seeing that first goal was amazing. And then of course, you know, a few minutes later at 11 minutes, he does that beautiful free kick to the bottom right corner, hits the post. If that went in, it would have been like all over, but just that the fact that he hit the post was also extremely exciting. Um, unlike you, but a really good free kick also. Yeah, it
1: was extremely unfortunate not to see that bounce in rather than out. It it was a perfect yeah. curve on the inside of the post, right? I mean, odd, odd yeah. bounce at the end of it. But yeah. I, I almost like hit the deck after that. It was so cool to watch. <laughs> like honestly, like I almost fell down in the north end because it was so mesmerizing. Those first few minutes, I was like, "Geez, right. I don't remember this." And this is this is this is the Velo that we've all like grown to adore. Let's be honest. Um, and to see him do that. Yeah. And then the first goal, I, I just love anytime you have a player kind of do this give and go where you go back in the box, back outside the box, back in the A mm-hmm. center back is pretty much like, uh, they're toast. They're not going to do much with that. You can't, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're stuck in, it freezes you. you can't, in this case, they basically had like three center backs and they all look frozen on the play. Uh, it was absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah. so yeah, the first few minutes of Vela was, was something very special. I know Bob kind of Kind of hinted at it before the game, right? Well, it depends on what he wants to do. It was kind of the way he threw it back at, at Vela. Like, it's not about minutes. It's it's really what, <laughs> what, what Vela wants to do. And that, to me, that was one of those challenge statements. Like, okay, let's, yeah. you know, you still have it? Show it. He still has it, guys. It was cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, good stuff. Um, moving forward, I mean, the rest of the half was us dominating and the goalkeeper mm-hmm. from Dallas surviving. <laughs> That's pretty much what I saw. Yeah. Um, We didn't get a whole lot of shots outside of those few moments because they were pretty much trying to bunker in any cases and the counters weren't weren't happening either for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe they didn't even have a shot on goal in that first half. There was nothing, nothing in it. Uh, And our guys were closing well. So it was really Mm -hmm. fun to watch to see how aggressive we were on our back line. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed like for, for Kim Moon-Hwan, his choice to come back was when he felt like it or on dead mm-hmm. balls. And mm-hmm. that was about it. He was basically playing like another wing or mid um, and just pushing, pushing, pushing. Well, at the same time, yeah. Farfan took his moments to do that, but still played a little more conservative. Right. Uh, honestly, Farfan probably should have been a, little, been a little bit better on his distribution for the day. But it's kind of a recurring uh, conversation we're having in his case. Otherwise, stellar defensively. And Murillo in that first half was just absolute genius, right? I mean, there was no, yeah. no question from him. So the midfield, Agreed. it it was better than expected seeing who was in the lineup, but still can't yeah. complain. And I know it's Dallas. You guys are like, yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're talking these guys up that they're playing Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas with a much improved lineup. They shouldn't be this bad. Uh, they shouldn't.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: underperforming right now. But you have to win the games that you consider the easy games. You can't throw them away like we've done in the past. You have to execute, and they were executing, and that's why we need to be happy about this because execution was there, killer instinct was there, and then came the second half, and mm-hmm. that was the moment where I was sitting there in in the north end trying to sing, but also kind of counting players because they count they 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 call the substitution, and they're like Blackman in, and it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, It it was it was odd, right? He came in for yeah.
2: Blackman came in, and then uh, later Musafi came in towards the very very end. Janala and Harvey came in, Um, but I would be remiss to uh, forget to point out that the other starter was Blessing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's just like the number one topic for when I hear just general people like at the stadium talk about the game, he seems to be the player that's always on people's minds in terms of who they want to see and who they like Mm -hmm. the most. And so the fact that he started and that he was involved in, in one way or another, all of the goals and all of the um, big chances, I think that he really gave all the fans what they'd been looking for. A lot of energy, um, and against a team like Dallas where, you know, we don't have to play perfectly defensively. I think it was the right choice because he's, you know, he he he's a bit more free to make those offensive plays and um, he doesn't have to be so responsible in terms of making sure that he's disciplined defensively. I think they really found a sweet spot and people were just going crazy for him. They're just so, like, happy with with his play.
1: And I think a lot of that was... Most of it was I felt in the second half when you got to see the aggressive blessing like Mm -hmm. and and why Bob changed the system in the second half. He completely changed what we normally do. I I don't know if most noticed it, but it was like, wait, we're playing with three center backs a lot like Seattle does. And now Kim Moon-Hwan is technically a wing-back, but he, he's not worried about playing wing, wing or in right. the back. Um, and Farfan as well, wing-back and playing really high. And it's kind of like, well, this time if we turn it over in the second half, guess what? You got to go through three defenders who are already in place and not going anywhere. Uh, and and to me, that was flawless. I thought this was the best move yet. Even better, most yeah. teams, when they play like that, this, this, this is pretty much a 5-3-2, right? Instead mm-hmm. of playing it flat or using a central attacking mid,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: he had a twist to drop back as a defensive mid, mm-hmm. and blessing and sifu were advanced midfielders, so yeah. almost like two central attacking midfielders and a twist to just cleaning up the garbage. Like that's oh, wow. what it turned into. I thought it was brilliant, honestly. Bob, kudos to you, man. This was this was perfect. This was a perfect move. It's what we all wanted to see. Uh, I'm going to cry, man. That's how happy I was. To see this uh, and it worked. It just plain worked. Uh, and if you look at, you know, we'll talk about projected goals and the stats, but this was cool. And I really hope this is an experiment that we're going to use against, uh, SKC this weekend because they mm-hmm. play a four, three, three, and it would be a great way to counter a four, three, three. So right. it looked good. The subs were right. I believe in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I know everybody's like, Musaski for Vela. Hey, we need Vela on the weekend, and we know he's not 100%, so it's right. okay. And Moose is hungry anyway, so yeah. it worked. And then Janela needed to, to moonlight a bit, so that move was good. Yeah. Um, and Harvey got a few minutes, which
2: I did not know who cool. we were going to see
1: him at all this year, I mean, yeah. we were all chanting for Harvey. Like, you know, didn't think he's going to get play at all, and he comes in and he does his job because yeah there's a lot less stress when there's three guys in the back, pretty much just peppering it back in. And then what's funny is at times, Mario was given the freedom to bump up mm-hmm. and just let Segura and Blackman hang back, and he got into the mix. So it was really fun to see how dynamic this this new. Setup was. I mean, Christine, what was your take on this change?
2: I think you said it, it was just it was just a fun game to watch because we didn't have to stick to a system that we've seen in the past game after game. And when we move to that five through two, where we can really transition to throwing a lot of attacking players forward. Um, that's just really fun because then you, that's when you get a lot of the uh, offensive combinations. That's when you get a lot of different looks at goal. Um, That's when you see the wing backs be able to take on players one-on-one people really just, I don't know, going for it and going at it. And and it's just super entertaining football um, in that format.
1: And, and let's be honest, Seattle's playing this system, except, there, I think, it one central attacking mid and two defensives. So that's mm-hmm. the the subtle change between the two. Yeah. Uh, ours is much more offensive-minded, actually. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Bob can't help himself. He has to be front foot, right? So I'm okay with it, knowing that those center backs are there. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see this lineup from the start, like something like this from the start. I think it mm-hmm. would be a – it was good technically in the moment, but I do think it could be something that you'd see a lot more of. And I'd be really happy to see that happen. Yeah. Um, Nestor brought up, I just saw the comments. So I just wanted to address it. Um, he goes, or three, five, two. At mm-hmm. times it looked like a three, five, two. It really did because Kim Juan wasn't really required to go back unless the ball was dead. <laughs> I mean, really, he, he didn't have to come back that much. Right. Farfan did play back a little more, even though he was pushing all the time. But yeah. technically, it was a 5-3-2. But, dude, there were times where it honestly did look like a 3-5-2 as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The freedom,
1: the freedom of wingbacks, right? It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful system to play. when you, If you have a fast team, this is ideal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And especially if you're playing against a team that doesn't you're not too too concerned about them countering. Um so that's the best scenario is to really utilize those players who have a lot of pace and who are creative and who have a lot of um uh technique.
1: Right. And yeah, it, yeah. freedom. Freedom is a good thing. And think about blessing situation where everybody dogs him about his defensive contributions in games, right? Yeah. When you're set in this way, he doesn't have to stress about that. His job Completely. is is pretty one dimensional in that moment. It, it's it's I'm yeah. gonna distribute. I'm gonna cut into the middle. I'm gonna create some chaos. Right. And he scored as a result of this.
2: He did. I mean, right? I think he kind of he he deserves in a way sort of a tie with four man of the match as well. Um, but so his goal was. Um, assisted by Villa and uh, blessing actually set Villa up with a really nice through ball. And then Villa, you know, uh, beat his defender down the line and finds blessing in the middle. It was initially called off. Well, it was, uh, potentially offside. So they did a VAR check. Um, but yeah, he was not offside. So the goal was good and it just seemed really appropriate because blessing had to put in a lot of work, um, in terms of just, um, uh, making sure that the you know every ball was going forward and that he was finding the, the wingers or um, the number nine, so it was perfect that he scored. It was it was the perfect game for him to score.
1: He earned it on the day, and if it wasn't him, it was going to be Sifu earlier in the day. Um, right. And I mean, let's talk about <laughs> the goalkeeping situation for Dallas. Um, okay. I was going to give the honorable mention, but I'll hand it to you. I mean, could you believe some of those saves that we were seeing in this game?
2: Yeah, yeah Mar was he—he uh, he really saved his team from going down four or five goals. Um, so Sifu had a couple looks at goal. He had one from outside the box that was really well placed and had a little spin on it. So Mar saved that one in the first half, I believe. And then there was another clear like you know five yards outside of the outside of the goal that um sifu had and sifu shot it kind of sort of really directly at mar but it still took mauer um some skill to save that goal because i think he he like kicked it out with his leg he just made himself really big
1: moving across goal at full tilt and
2: yeah exactly yeah hard um, play yeah, so um, I don't know the stats off the top of my head. I think you have them, but he, the mm-hmm. number of shots on goal that he blocked is pretty impressive. So he had
1: six saves on the day. Mm-hmm. Five were in the box.
2: Yeah, that's, that's great. He was put in the work.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, we had eight. I, yeah, I mean, I think it was eight like on goal but there's other blocks as well but yeah six saves five in the box you're supposed to get throttled when that happens so yeah that's that's nothing that's usually competitive in those moments um and to add to that let's let's talk about the stats that kind of did matter and i believe Mm -hmm. they were all pretty much skewed because of the second half system they really were (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it was 50 50 in terms of possession you're like really that game seems so dominant for us I, yeah. yeah, I think it was like that because we just kept speeding through and trying to create like quick opportunities rather than worrying about the the buildup. It was more of let's run and gun this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you get turnovers. Um, chances created. We had 16 chances. They had 12 counters, counters. Uh, mm-hmm. Shots were 19 to 13. Uh, yeah, 14 of the shots were inside the box. Only eight got through. <laughs> but. Still, that's 14 times you take an attempt inside the box. That's pretty nuts. Um, you know, any shots they had on goal? One. One shot on goal and Romero was there. No worries at all. Uh, simple. Easy. Expected goals first half versus second half. I had to throw this up there. And this is basically like your, your chances creative divided by chances successfully done. Um, mm-hmm. First half. Our chance creation rate was 0.94. So that's an expected maybe one, which, mm-hmm. yeah. Second half was expected goals 2.24, wow. which means you should have had to, according right. to the chances created. Yeah, It would have been three on the day if you're really building that up. But yeah. the difference, 0.94 to 2.24, that's the system as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. It's production. You're, 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 you're dropping the dagger pretty much into these guys.
2: If it finishes,
1: you get it. And we both know it should have been probably three or four. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, just, it worked. It just worked. It's just great to see a change that worked. Passing accuracy. This was funny. We had our worst accuracy in terms of passing pretty much this season. Uh, We were at 78%. And I do believe it's just because we were just taking crazy risks in the final third. Mm. Right. Just general turnovers because we're we're taking risks. Um, to rate the performances of our newbies, uh, what was your take on Romero for the day?
2: I think this was the perfect um, context for him to start a game because um, it is at home. He has the support of the two fifty two, um, but isn't it not. It's against a team that we should um, beat. And uh, he doesn't have to be tested too much, but he still has the pressure of starting. So he needs to um, have confidence. He needs to be able to do certain things. And, he, you know, he, he was tested, but not tested too much is what I'm trying to say. And I think he did really well. Um, and that's just a testament to him being used to, like I said earlier, being the youngest player on the, on the pitch, um, have, being thrown in situations where, you know, he's playing with much older players um, in professional settings. So I think that, you know, I heard his post game interview and he was just like, you know, of course I was nervous, but I told myself that I just needed to focus for 90 minutes and it would be fine. And I think that's what you got to do as a, as a professional player, is you need to make sure that your focus is there every single minute of the game. And he did that. He looked great. He had a good save. You know, his footwork looked well. At one point, he, like, ran all the way down to the touchline and saved <laughs> saved <Yeah>. a ball. <laughs> yeah. Made me a little nervous, but he got there. So I think he looked really comfortable, honestly.
1: He did. There were a few things that I noticed early on that I was like, okay, he's pretty much trained himself to play within himself. He's not trying to do too much. He's doing the mm-hmm. basics with when what his defenders trust him to do. A couple right. things that stood out right away. Goal kicks, early mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. everything was basically a pass out of the box. It wasn't right. anything distance. It was keep it short, keep it simple. And I think in one case, yeah. a defender actually took the kick. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's interesting. All right. You don't yeah. see that a whole lot. Um, yeah. And then the there was one play where a ball kind of got popped up in the box. It was a cross mm-hmm. that was deflected. Mm-hmm. And some cases you'd say, well, just let the defender clear that out. Instead, he comes flying out to the edge of the box,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
1: way up there. Um, he mm-hmm. gets under it it's a perfect leap The defender the, the attacker didn't even bother with it because he knew he didn't have an angle to do much with it outside of maybe low bridging the kid, which mm-hmm. you're not going to do in the early in the first half. So yeah, that right there told me, okay, he's fine. He's comfortable where he's at. He seems just where he needs to be. Even in mm-hmm. warmups, he didn't come across nervous at all. He was ready for this moment
2: yeah. and, and
1: we've been discussing he's, he is the future. You know, he really mm-hmm. is seen as a player that we're building into. We have spent a lot of money to get his rights. We, yeah. Yeah. There's something we know and you got to know that he did play in USL. He's had crazy performances there even before Las Vegas. He's won a national championship. He has a history of winning at every level he's played and now he's here. Future is now, but let's let's be real. Sis is still the starter. Romero is the understudy. That's not yeah. going to change. We get the SKC game this weekend. It's going to be Sisniaga no question. If it isn't, right. there's got to be an injury involved. Like we know right. this and Romero knows that he's an understudy right? perfectly fine, but he's impressive on the day. Uh, Jennings. What was your take on Jennings uh, this week?
2: My take on Jennings was that I think his inexperience showed a bit. Um, he obviously is talented. Um, he has technique and he has hustle. I didn't think he performed as good as he could. And I think just his timing in terms of his runs were off. And it just takes time. It takes more game minutes for him to be able to get that experience. And I think that's why you see him, you know, moving back and forth from the lights into here. Um, But I do like Jennings a lot. I think he has a lot of potential. This game, he seems a little frenetic and a little bit lost. But, hey, you know, that happens to everybody. And, like, we we just need to give him more time to develop.
1: Exactly. He didn't do anything that was egregious. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Um, Yeah. There were things where he didn't quite read our own plays. Um, Mm -hmm. The run wasn't quite there. It was a step late. Uh, Early stage stuff. But as the game progressed in in the early stage, Mm -hmm. what I did like a lot about him is he really liked to pressure the other Mm -hmm. backs. And he seemed to be really good at reading where the next pass was going to go from the opposition. And so mm-hmm. he was always positioning himself well to always have a presence Yeah. Uh, to the point where you could see there's going to be a moment where he's going to steal a ball. Like He's just yeah. waiting to poach and steal, which is something that, that's a different dynamic for our front line. We really don't have players that that think in that mindset, you could say, where yeah. I'm going to generate it for myself and make this messy. Right. He has that in him. And if you've seen him in the USL level, he does this. He kind of knows where to be in terms mm-hmm. of anticipating. In terms of system play, yeah, he's got to get used to it. He's got to get his timing right. And I think with right. minutes, he'll get that, right? I yeah. I see a whole lot more upside in him right now than I'm seeing in Musovsky right now. That's for certain.
2: I would definitely agree on that. Um, and yeah, I think Cal Jennings would do well to just kind of like watch what Baird does well, you know kind of like his understudy in a way. Um, but I'm not too worried about him. I would love to see him get more minutes in the future. Um, so I think that as long as he pays attention, you know what I mean? And then pays attention to how the midfielders, where they want him to move and, you know, what he needs to do in terms of finding the right pockets of space at the right time, I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah. The, the, the cell is there. You don't have to convince him to, to do the dirty work. So yeah. He's, yeah, I was happy with it. And, of course, I know we're beating around in the bush. Let's be honest. We all want to talk yep. about Kim Moon-Hwan. <laughs> this is the story today. Uh, Kim yeah. Moon-Hwan playing right back for a while and then playing right wing back for, like, his greatest moments, his greatest mm-hmm. hits of the night, playing under a full moon. So mm-hmm. telling. <laughs> I, I'm going to give this to you because I was elated at the performance. But, Christine, what was what was your vibe on this performance?
2: It was so great to see him start and have that game for his first start. What a special 90 minutes that he had. Um, And especially because it's sort of like his proper introduction to the fan base and the supporters. It's for him to really connect with them, to feel their support, and to also deliver. So he got man of the match. Um, He played really well. The dude was like drenched in sweat. He looked like a drowned rat. Like he was just, he was working really, really hard. And I think whenever you have a player who is giving that much, who's that generous with their runs offensively and defensively, you're going to have a lot of fans supporting that player because it's a very earnest, optimistic approach to playing the game and he's working for the team. Um, so that's what I was really impressed by. Um, I think that he combined with Blessing and Vela really well and multiple times, super dynamic. They had their little triangles going. It's not perfect, but I think with time, they're going to really be able to read their plays um, and be sort of like, you know, in a way, read their each other's minds more and more. And when that happens, when that clicks, it, it's going to be completely lethal because Kim, along with Blessing, along with Vela, um, his first touch is very intentional and he has enough pace to really take defenders on his pace i think is really what separates him from other wingbacks and and is going to give him an edge in this league so um when all of that chemistry happens and you can see it sort of see it developing we're going to have a really really special combination happening
1: it was it was glorious i'll be honest i i love how tight he can keep the ball in possession while on the move
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the ball doesn't lead out a whole lot when he when he's when he's moving in on a player when he's attacking Mm -hmm. down the line he doesn't let the ball out too far he doesn't um others like boot it and go right blessing rip and run
0: Mm
1: -hmm. no he's still looking for that that within two-step touch like it's very much i'm going to keep this close and he's always looking for the cut in more mm. than the cross in many cases, he's looking for the cut in, Yeah. Uh, which is dangerous because as a defender, you, you're you mm. just no cheating here. You know, you know, he's not always going to try to go around you. He's going to cut inside and look for an inside pass. And right. that is it's another step. And then yeah. when he does run out of options, he doesn't hesitate to bring the ball back. Yeah, but he does. Yeah. No hesitation.
2: Yeah,
1: If he keeps playing this way, there's there's no way you can't keep him out of the lineup he's he's playing elite ball i think maybe his right. trip over to play for south korea in that Help higher him. level of training session and being it's inspiring uh and i think yeah. he came back with that little extra edge
2: Right and,
1: and hunger hunger's the story you know i he just you could tell like he's not gonna leave anything out there he's yeah. yeah, it's done, you know, and, and he's he's to the point where he looks like he's going to collapse at the end of the game.
2: <laughs> really? It's really hard to point of exhaustion. That. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You're like waiting yeah. for the cramps to come and then Farfan hits the deck and you're like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> that's a guy I would have expected. Yeah. Uh, it's good things. And then his comments to the thirty-two fifty-two, Uh mm-hmm. It's just icing on the cake. He gets yeah. it. He gets the vibe here.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah And and let's not forget, you know, he, it's never easy for players from overseas to come to a new country, new city where they don't speak the language. And I think this game meant a lot for him to feel the support of the 32-52. And that connection with the fans is really important in terms of motivation and just how hard you're able to, you know, how much you put yourself um, in every game. Uh, so, that this game, I think, is a really, really important start, and like the best and um, the most ideal start that we could have imagined for him. Just the combination of him and, and the supporters together, and, and how he performed. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, as a, I, I always love to see a Korean player who's not afraid to take people on, who's creative, who's got swag, who's gonna make some people. Like that just I and I know every other Korean American watching him is just so proud to see that style of play because it's just like, you know, you, you want a player who's good, but you also want somebody with style. And I was really happy to see him every time he took players on. I was like, Yes, let's go for it.
1: Yeah, he's got elite technical ability. Yeah. No no question. I I again and and the willingness to turn over for the sake of a big play. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I am. I am perfectly fine. You don't have to play like a robot.
2: Exactly. Right. Shake yeah. it up
1: a bit. Um, and, and, you know, credit to Vela too. Cause I mean, it's well documented that Vela has been kind of taking him under his wing to help him adjust in mm. the fact that Vela was on point for this game and they were both playing at that level. Mm. There's a synergy there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, only good things. I mean, really good stuff. I can't say more much more except dude, Thank you, Kim Moon-Hwan, for choosing to play for LAFC. I am, yeah, I'm really happy to have, have this situation. And I really want to see the 5-3-2, especially now that that he can get, you know, in that position and do what he does best. So praying right. that's a change. Yep. Uh, other things to cover for this match before we transition out. Uh, shout out to everyone who went the game. This was our best attended match since, like, playoffs 2019. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday night, guys, like bravo to all of you buying in and making it happen. That was beautiful. Uh, and then the 3252.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like we haven't missed a beat. Uh, the sounds were perfect, It got louder as the minutes went on.
2: Yep.
1: We got that rough game under our belt where we were just trying to find our legs, and I think everybody's now found them, and uh, we're quickly getting it into match day shape as well. So that mm-hmm. was that was good to see you guys well done uh everyone noticed it i think Brennan, who's in the chat right now was like dude i could hear them and it's not just like a mic that was legit loud in that section so (laughs) good stuff good stuff christine anything else you want to tie up for this match before we uh throw it into the comments from our amazing supporters
2: (laughs) i was just happy uh that was like one of the first matches where I don't didn't have to like write the recap, so I was just enjoying myself. I was you know nice. part of the crowd um, so good game, everybody. Good job.
1: What section were you in for this one?
2: I was in one fifteen so um yeah, uh, got to see uh, Kim on the second half, um nice. which was kind of good, yeah, so. That that was really fun. And, you know, when you're that close to the players, I'm always a little, like, taken aback how they look and, like, that close. Usually I'm, like, up in the press box. So that was cool.
1: My first reaction is, they're so young. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, like on TV, they seem older. They're kids. (laughs) Yeah. And then we love buying the kids. So right? We yeah. always have the youngest players. So that's good things. Good things. So I'm going to throw it out to everybody right now for the comments and definitely throw them out there. Uh, Roberto Espinosa basically says, so like our midfield was on point, right? Very much mm-hmm. on point because they had more freedom this match. The system kind yeah. of added to that. So good mm-hmm. things indeed. Uh, yeah. Let, moving forward. Hey, Brendan's giving a shout out to Christine says good afternoon. So happy to see Christine. Hello.
2: Back. Hey, Brendan. As
1: am I. <laughs> yes, we're you we know, it's the crew. There's no doubt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I like this one. I would love to hear what beer DJ Fresco got from Joseph for the bet in episode 187. I believe the bet was wh- whether K would start or not, right? I mean, that mm. I think was the biggest point. And w- if there'd be major changes to the lineup and I kind of went, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, I think that's what that was.
0: Mm. Correct
1: me if I'm wrong. I think it was about K and then K came up questionable. So I was like, well, that that's not a push bet. It's, it's done. Uh, mm. So it's probably going to be Shiner, just just like uh, my boy LAFC Punk gave me the other day. So there it is. Christine's back from international break. LFG. <laughs> Mark's showing some love.
2: <laughs> Hilarious.
1: Uh Roberto, Romero was not bad, honestly. He was good. He did yeah. his job, made his one save, did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh Mark's like, how was Romero's distribution? I didn't get a sense of it. I don't think I saw a, a moment where he turned the ball over.
2: Right. Like okay. same. It wasn't
1: one. It, it wasn't like Sisney where he always clears it to the same like area near the half line towards Bob's mm-hmm. side. Like it's his go to, like, oh man, I'm out of luck. I didn't get any of that in this game. Uh, Brendan, man of the match, was the keeper from
2: Dallas.
1: (laughs) He had an absolute blinder. I agree. uh, But you don't give it to goalkeepers in a loss. Sorry, it doesn't happen. But, yeah, he's the best player on their team. And when you say that on a team, that's probably why they're in last place.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, when you're featuring your goalkeeper as your star, yeah, it's because he's getting too much work
2: yeah
1: uh let's see going down to roberto yep should have been five i agree roberto should have been five uh sifu should have put it away yeah he agrees with you uh i I think we all thought he was putting it away it just didn't happen right (laughs) and roberto doubles it should have been two yeah i mean we were all over these guys uh, Brennan Dallas should try to sell the keeper. His price won't be that high ever again. No, I think he's moving <laughs> up no matter what. Uh, Roberto Espinosa says, Blessing was so aggressive. Agreed. Mm. Agreed, and I think it's because he had the freedom knowing who he had behind him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nestor was impressed with Moon, so he's very impressive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Uh, Mark says, I wish Vela would have gotten that goal. It was a beauty. Agreed. It w- would have been goal of the week that's for certain
0: hmm.
1: brendan says with L- with the way lsc had been it was a must win game yeah it is a must win because now the games get Absolutely. way tougher we play real opponents i think we've got skc this weekend and then rsl right after that these are both teams potentially play off at the end of the all well, for sure i think yeah uh, i would say skc is a guarantee they're 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 killing it right now uh, Roberto Espinosa, we are going to hit our stride right in time to make a run up to the table and into the playoffs. You mean the Seattle approach? Just do enough to get in and then kill everybody because everybody's well rested and didn't overextend to try to win mm-hmm. a shield or anything. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I like this. Uh, jumping on to Nestor again, we are slowly seeing a lineup, uh, three, four, three with moon on the wing. Looks like a new lineup and could motivate players to try things different. It looked mm-hmm. like a 3-4-3 f- three, three at times. It's just usually when you look at a system, you go, what happens on the dead ball defensively? And that's really where they they go mm-hmm. back home, you could say. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he threw down five. It, it The flexibility, the wingbacks, you're like, well, however you feel, that's how we're going to play. So at times it looks like a 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. At times it looks like a 3-3-5. Three, three, I mean, mm-hmm. way up. Everybody's way up. So it it's flexible. And really hard to defend that way. Mm. Uh, Moon and Farfan are great attackers. Moon, yes. Farfan developing. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Farfan's developing into a great attacker. By the end of the season, by the time we get to playoffs, yeah, he'll be dialed in on his distribution. I guarantee you. He's a quick learner. He's a really smart yeah. player. So, Yeah. Roberto says, it was beautiful, honestly. It was beautiful. It <laughs> was gorgeous. Nestor says Moose still doesn't convince rather have Jennings. I think we're all in that boat and we'd rather have Baird as well. So
2: yeah.
1: Moose of last year hasn't shown up yet. I'm hoping he does. He hasn't mm-hmm. in him. So let's hope we see that soon enough. Brennan forgot Harvey was still a contracted player for us. Thought he was a coach. He kind of is yeah. a coach for the active roster.
2: <laughs> Mentor. Um
1: He's a mentor. Yes. Either that man's going to be up in the booth with Max pretty soon Mm
2: -hmm. or
1: he'll be either part of the academy or staff because he bleeds black and gold. There's no question about it. And again, it was beautiful to see him get some minutes because the man Mm -hmm. has earned it. Mm -hmm. Total respect. Vela seemed really happy like he was having fun for the first time all year. I gotta say, it looked like he was happy. I thought he would look angry, like a good kind of angry. Christine, what right. was your take on his his Yeah, approach?
2: when he came to the sidelines where I was sitting, like he had like crazy eyes, like he was like angry, focused, like he wanted it. So <laughs> yeah. And I agree, he looked like he actually was you can tell like the emotion was there. First and, half uh, angry,
1: second half happy, right? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> loving this. Mark Lopez says, Vela's smile after he hit the post definitely showed he's having fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's in it. He's dialed in. He finally looked like Vela. Yeah. Marvin, second best defense in Western Conference with 10 goals conceded. I don't know if that's a good for us or a bad for the rest of the West. (laughs) Nobody's really holding anything back right now. It's crazy. I mean, all of the long distance goals that have been dropping this season have been just bizarro. In MLS, there's just been so many quality strikes this year that, yeah, it's hard to defend against that. Quality, you know, the quality is bumping up a bit this season. That's why the records are so tight right now. It's it's Mm -hmm. tough competitive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our defense isn't the problem as much this season. It's that we aren't scoring enough. Yeah, there's always that balance, Mm -hmm. and when you're not scoring enough, other teams can cheat on you and really put more more pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're giving we I think our our our, our death knell this season up to this last match. Turnovers in our own half, resulting mm-hmm. in, in hard luck goals. Just ask Bryce Duke.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or Murillo in a in a, a competitive match, right? Just bad turnovers and then dead ball goals, especially mm-hmm. in corner kicks. The preventables, we'll say. I think that's why we've been so irked with the defense. And from run of play, they haven't looked bad. It's just these these hiccups, these, these brain farts that, that have been killing us. So the numbers aren't bad. It's the timing of when they were dropping those goals that have been killing us. In terms of scoring, I think things are looking up. So let's hope it stays that way. But you're right. It's not that our defense is horrible. It's just the timing of when they make these mistakes have been just horrendous. Uh, Roberto, Blessing and Moon were key players all game. Yep, we all agree on that. Uh, this is interesting. Nestor goes, Yeah, Mar- uh, Marvin. The first couple of games, no DPs. Then it was one DP. Last game was two DPs. We're still missing one. Hopefully, during the summer, we will have a third DP playing. Mm-hmm. So, this is where I get funky on this. If B Rod does come back, mm-hmm. I think we could get a little bit strange and make him a wing back so he gets more room going in. <laughs>
2: B-Rod? I mean, we're we talking about the you're same thing. Playing B-Rod? him out of position
1: already. So <laughs> unless you play your 3 4 3 so you can play in midfield like he loves to play. Um
2: mm. yeah,
1: I honestly I think he's gonna get sold anyway, and we'll get we'll get an opening for a new one. I think we'll sell him for a dollar fifty just to open up the spot. Let's be real. Something's gonna give. I don't see him coming back here. I, I'd be shocked. If he does, I think it's gonna be weird uh Mm -hmm. not unless we get b-rod off the books yeah that's key gotta get b-rod off the books not a fan of b-rod however he had many assists so we do get a better better as a team but we will see what will happen in the summer with b-rod yeah i mean he had like seven assists last year he was our top assist man from his Mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. even though we you know we were frustrated by a lot of the moments he still had still had some deliveries there yeah Yeah, Uh, North End was rocking, according to Mark Lopez. This may be the third home game I've ever watched on TV, and I had the sound blasting, following on with the songs. Yeah, they were crystal clear. It was beautiful. I didn't get to watch the broadcast. I was just there, and it was crystal clear. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It just looked. It was right. It was right. Brendan, you're right. Romero does have a great future with LAFC. Mm -hmm. Jennings and Muth both have timing issues. Comes with time, comes with the territory. They'll get better. Jennings needs more time with LASC to get to know how heavy the passes from Vela, Rossi and Atuesta are. Agreed. Agreed. Time is everything. More about Jennings from Nestor. Jennings over Moose. I think we're all in agreement right now in the moment. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Mark Lopez. What could the timeline look like for Cisnega? to sell on and Romero to step up or is there a possibility we hold Cisnega long term and Romero gets sold at one point it's all depending on price right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so we'll see what happens I don't I think Cisnega is going to be here for probably this season and next and at that point you'd see a move right this season to get his a a foothold into what he's doing next season to win a cup for if that or yeah I I wouldn't be surprised
2: to see two more seasons after this one two Um, more yeah it just depends on how he does honestly if he keeps developing if he if he's able to get to the next level in terms of his goalkeeping but
1: right and then of course you're only a Mm -hmm. starter as long as you're healthy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how goalkeeping works and you get an injury and the other guy runs with it well good luck with the next the rest of the season yeah Uh, that that's the reality of being a goalkeeper right We'll see what happens there. Uh, I think Jennings makes better runs and draws defenders a bit more. I agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you guys know why K didn't dress, uh, from Nestor? He was listed as questionable before the match. So they didn't dress him. Uh, that was, that's all we have. I mm-hmm. heard potential groin injury, but I'm again, I'm speculating. That's just yeah. rumor. I won't say that's that. Cause that would be wrong. Um, yeah, suspected or questionable injury. That's That was listed. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be just resting him, guys. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. real. He was walking fine on the field after the game. He was goofing around and having a good time after. So yeah, precautionary, we'll say. Yeah, glute issue. So there you go from Brendan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on. Christine has the take from earlier. She always has the take. That's how it works.
2: Thanks, Roberto. I'll pay you later for that comment.
1: There it is. Okay. The big question with K-not dressing is that he vo- void the bet between no. He didn't avoid, the bet was the bet. He plays or doesn't play. Uh hello from Confin uh Compton from uh Digit Chaser. Welcome, welcome aboard. Roberto Lessinos, it was nice to see the midfield not being carried by its west. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It was it was honestly left to Sifu and uh Blessing to mm-hmm. create great chances in this game, and it's Wester to clean things up and just keep things level, right? Mm -hmm. Sounded amazing on TV. Spanish broadcast always turns the announcers way up. It's kind of a bummer. Agreed. Marvin, I think Blackman is a better defender than Moon, though, and it would be hard to replace Blackman in defense. Agreed Mm -hmm. in, well, in the Mm 4-3-3, right now, it's Blackman's job to lose, but if we're going to play this 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 wild five back wing back setup, up and mm-hmm. all of our problems kind of get solved on that side and it gives us flexibility. Yeah. Fair assessment from Marvin. I agree. It is. Uh, it's Blackman's position to lose. That's for certain. Oscar the Coyote. It was funny seeing everyone's surprise reaction when they announced the lineup for the game versus Dallas. Agreed <laughs> because it was we've never seen Bob switch things up. We didn't have to switch things up. So it was an, a welcome to change. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. B-Rod going to Vegas. I'm all for it. Um She's shaking her head like, what are you mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just being mean. Yeah, guys are like brutal.
2: guys are all We're brutal. brutal.
1: <laughs> salt. It's salt. That's what it is. Pure, unadulterated salt. Mm-hmm. Um, Brennan M. Oh, here we go. Should try for a player swap with Melbourne City. B-Rod for... Uh, Jamie McLaren, yeah, I keep hearing that name pop up in certain chats, so uh, that would be fun. Kay flew out today with the team, so I'm assuming he isn't injured anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's he, it was questionable, precautionary. Uh, and Marvin, I like Moon in the 352. That's the thing. Was it a 352? Was it a 532? I feel it was a 532 wing back, yeah. Christine.
2: I think it was a 532, and then of course the wing backs go up, so then it transitions into something else. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean at times look like a 3-4-3, three, three, look like a 3-5-2. Right. I just love that flexibility. Right. <laughs> I like Roberto. If I was any more salty, I'd live in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, in that moment in that signing, yes. And we'll talk yeah. about a rumor coming up in a little bit. Uh so on that note, man, we covered a lot on this game, we got a lot more to go. So yeah. let's keep going here. So we're going to transition on to the BNG Vinyl Club minute. With the one and only L.A.F.C. Punk, let's bring the man on to the show. Welcome aboard, Punk. How are you doing tonight?
0: Not too bad tonight. I'm more awake than I was on Monday. I was. I apologize for Monday. I was. I think I learned <laughs> it. And the next time I take my daughters out for like an all day trip, and then have to do a show, I think I'm not going to do it because when you're out in the sun, you're outside all day with two little girls having a fun time, mm-hmm. and drive them home, and Yeah, it was was a long, fun day. It was worth it, though. My daughters had a good time. Mm -hmm. But, man, I I dozed off a few times in the last episode. So so what
1: you're saying is that Roberto needs to share some of that salt with you to use (laughs) a smelling salt for the next time you're on. Right? right, Oh, he's down. Bring him back. Bring him back. A little bit of magic sponge action, maybe. There you go. Uh, Punk, welcome back, sir. It's nice to see your eyes wide open, uh, rested, and and ready (laughs) to... Surprise me because from what I understood you have a surprise album for me so this is like going to be a super cool vinyl club
0: minute where we're, we're shaking things up so oh have yeah the floor sir all right well you challenged me to go kind of outside the box I'm really going outside the box here um I I had a Disneyland pass from, like, 2001 to 2010. Just fell in love with Disneyland. Still love Disneyland, but I just can't afford to go anymore. I can't even afford a one-day <laughs> ticket yet alone. I remember, I mean, just a side note. I remember when the annual premium pass was $199 for a premium, you know, pass. So, uh, But during that time, I just became a Disney fanatic. And uh, so my aunt, she grew up loving Disneyland, Disney, and she collected records at Disneyland from the 60s. And uh, mm-hmm. when I got to Disneyland, she hooked me up with all her old records. And this is what I got for this week
1: Pirates we of go. the Caribbean. Now, that is a, a shakeup yeah. of shakeups, right there. <laughs> yes.
0: Which, <laughs> Pirates of the Are Caribbean. We projecting soundtrack.
1: something. Love it. Yeah, the original yeah, Pirates like of the Caribbean ride. Yes, yeah,
0: 1968. That's the copyright. when this was pressed. So. Um, yeah, really went outside the box here. Um, I have a Dang, few others like this. Really? I even have the haunted mansion one. Uh, I've had a, i have had I think I. What else do I have? I have, I have a few ones from these other, But my aunt gave me those uh, a few years back. She told me not to sell them until she dies. Um, she, she will find out. She lives in Vegas, so uh, don't sell them. She, she has connections them. in Vegas probably now. So your kids and, uh, will cherish of, those. Yeah, 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 for sure. And speaking of Vegas, we got to call out our good friend Jerry. Uh, he, oh, uh, sir. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> he sent out a tweet today, if you guys saw it. Uh, well, uh, San Diego Loyal played the Las Vegas Lights, and uh, Jerry tweeted out, beat LA. So, uh, wow. This we got to bring back the old <sighs> wow button right there.
1: Wow, bro.
0: Yeah, wow, wow bro. Wow. Bro. <laughs> We 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 feel like someone put on Twitter the scene from Godfather. Boy, <laughs> you you, I'm gonna kiss
1: you on both cheeks for that, Jerry. That's that's ooh man. Hmm. That's just oof. Come on, man. You're playing Vegas. It's, it's 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 like that's Carson level calling us other teams that we aren't yeah. and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. Carson level, dude. Don't be Carson level. Be better yeah. than that. Alejandro oh, well, yeah. Guido, scored, uh,
0: Guido scored a goal against Vegas today. He, he he had the opening goal I think in the seventh minute. Uh, I watched. Uh, I was watching the Vegas game and the Dodger game at the same time this evening. Um, watching after watching the USL Vegas game, I'll be honest. Not to, I've decided I'm not going to drive out to Vegas to see that. So, uh, not worth the the drive or the money, the gas money, to mm-hmm. drive out to, to Vegas. So, uh, but. They lost 2-1 to San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, but Jerry's happy. But uh, as I mentioned, he he said beat L.A., so it's... Pff, we're, 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 we're,
1: yeah. <laughs> what else, man? We're still mourning the loss of a llama. Come on, let it go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, really, though, like, I know San Diego is a little more dialed in this year than Vegas because it's in a transition, but... Yeah, man, don't dog, don't dog LAFC, dude. That's not, that's not gonna fly with us. You know better, Jerry. You know better. <laughs> All right, we'll move on and get to happy stuff. Um, about the record, man, good choice. The dude on the album looks like Diego Rossi, Joe. I'm just saying. I mean, bring it up. It's Rossi. <laughs> Rossi with a sword. It's fine.
0: Yeah, sort of. He's laughing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah he looks like Rossi. Um, yeah, dude, I've time. got some weird vinyls as well. There it is. There it is. That's that's rosie invading Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> there it is. He just needs a mate somewhere instead of the sword, and it will be just like epically cool. Uh, there it is. Uh, I have a couple weird albums. I think I have like <sighs> Electric Parade, the original Electric Parade album. Like that. That'd be a cool one. Part.
0: I won't. Be, I won't. Lie. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. In have. right. I wish I could no, afford I just, to go to Disneyland. It's just. It was, I mean, oh. Knott's Berry Farm, I got in for 48 bucks. Right. A season pass for, for Knott's Berry Farm is actually cheaper than a one-day ticket at Disneyland. So I'm actually considering uh, getting that next year for my daughters. So uh, they don't listen, so they don't know that could be their Christmas gift this coming year. Cause they had a good time, and it's it's cheaper, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: no, Nazis. is and it's actually it's become a little more kid friendly in terms of the ride lately, rides lately, easier yeah, they to get got on home, a, lot, a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of cute rides, oh. less well, about the parks, all good things. Right. I will just say this I used to have an annual pass at Disney and I was given the choice road trips or annual pass, and I went mm-hmm, road trips. Uh, yeah. and so I stopped with the annual pass for the sake of football. So, funny story, but true. Uh, so that's that now. There's some other cool stuff. Now that the pandemic is dropping and we've all got our vaccinations, hope and pray y'all did. uh, Watch parties are back. That's right, folks. Watch parties are here. I'm going to name off the one I'm going to be at, or at least try to be at, uh, trying as best I can to be there. I have to actually drop the family off in San Diego in the morning and then come back up for the watch party. That's going to be entertaining. Mm. But I am actually going to be at the uh, Black Army and Pride watch party and Mm. beer bust. In case you know what that is tap that keg let it rip uh so basically uh black army and pride republic are going to be at high tops in west hollywood that's eight nine three three uh santa laca boulevard doors open at two match kicks off at 230 i'm going to do everything in my power to be there so if you want to drop by drop by It'd be yeah. cool now nice. i'm going to hand this over the punk because punk has done the homework and he has found pretty much all that happened in watch parties this weekend. So you have the floor, sir. What's going on? Where should we go see these
0: games? All right. There's a lot of watch parties and a lot of uh, uh, combination of watch parties. Joseph just mentioned Black Army is going to be the Pride Republic. Uh, the first one, uh, Empire Boys, which I'm part of, uh, we're going to be at Silver Lakes and Corona. Uh, I had mentioned to Joseph before, I have a lot of errands to run tomorrow. being that's a 2.30 game. I don't know if I'm going to make it out to Corona. Cause where I live now, I live in Laverne. It's kind of a good drive, but, uh, uh, we're going to be in silver lakes and Corona. Now, when you go, make sure when you go to the parking lot that you mention that you're with the empire boys, or they will charge you, I think 10 bucks for parking, which Mm -hmm. I find ridiculous to go watch your kids play (laughs) soccer, but, uh, they will charge you for parking. Just say, Hey, I'm here with the empire boys, to watch the LAFC game. And they just let you ride in. and you have to pay for parking. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Game starts at 2.30. Usually these watch parties, get there on 2 and get to know everybody. Um, another uh, one that's going on, it's just 10 minutes from where I live, uh, the crew, Inland Element, and Pomona Casuals are having a joint party at Metro Ale in Pomona. Uh, that's going to be crazy. That's three supporter groups, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun. Pomona, it's really close to out where I live, so uh, that's what's cool. We, we have them in all areas, these uh, 3252. 3252 mm-hmm. from what i read they're ca- having an el carnival it's a, the address is eleven four sixty-six 466 chantler boulevard in north hollywood it did say bring your own food so yeah it should be the d9 clubhouse i
1: think yeah okay
0: yeah okay that, that's okay
1: they call it el Carnaval because you know it's gonna be a lot of fun there okay yeah north hollywood pretty much that's the norm um
0: Okay, it's kind of hang
1: out for them for most cases. They've been there all over, but yeah, that's kind of home base. So good stuff. It
0: said kid friendly, so um, mm-hmm. most of these are, I mean Empire boys, were always kid friendly. So we I don't know too. about some. Yeah, yeah, okay, Black Army's kid friendly. So bring. I mean, we have kids that come out. The whole families come out. They have a good time. So hey, if you have a family, bring them out. Uh, the luckies are going to be pretty obvious where they're going to be lucky Balls. <laughs> so we we don't. I mean. We still mention it. Uh, Lucky's, are, that's where they got their name. They're going to be at Lucky Baldwin's uh, Tiger Support Group. They're going to be joining the 42 Originals and Expos. Uh, 42 Originals. You probably know what they're they're up to. So, if you want to have some fun before the game, before the game, they'll probably hook you up. <laughs> uh, but they will be the match uh, ends at around 4:20, so you know. Yeah, yeah, well, perfect timing for the 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 original. <laughs> yeah. So. They're going to be in Koreatown. I uh, don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. The Beer Garden. Beer, beer Garden. There we go. Beer Garden. The beer Garden yeah. in K-town, uh two hundred six Northwestern uh, in Los, Ange- uh, Los Angeles. So they'll be uh, Tiger Support Group. They're always fun, cool guys. I've gotten to know quite a few of those guys, and they're always fun. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you'll have a good time at there's all these are fun. And then I have uh, the Cuevos are going to be at the Thirsty Merchant. Uh, that's the address. Is 12430 Valley Village. So there's a lot to choose from. Uh, watch parties are a blast. Uh, and now that everything's open, it's going to be, everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you can go, I trust me, go. I'm re- that's what really got me more involved was going to the watch parties, getting to know people uh, before and after the game and during the game. It's like being the 32-52. So when I mean, you go to these watch parties, you get to do the chants. And it, it helps because you get to kind of practice the chants as well. I think that's that's kind of what mm-hmm. helped me. I still – my Spanish is bad, so the Spanish ones, I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. I just do that. I, <laughs> I can't – I should speak Spanish, but I don't. And uh, there's – some of these newer Spanish ones, I'm just really like, when I'm in the 3252, I'm just standing there going, oh, man, I feel out there right now. You'll but,
1: learn. You'll learn. It takes time. I mean, I have some sort of functional Spanish. I, I kind of married into that. Um, and playing football, you just kind of know the keywords, right? You just make it happen. Um Yeah, you'll learn. It just takes time. It's not that, it's not that hard. It's just brushing up and keep staying active with it. Production of the words has always been tough for me too, but understanding is not a big deal. Mm. Um, thank you for the info on all of the watch parties. If you guys can't find one, I don't know what's wrong with you because they're Mm. out there. Uh, I did want to bring up some other goofball thing that I saw. I was it today or yesterday? These crazy warm-up kits for a Fourth of July weekend.
0: Oh god! Okay,
1: dumbest warm-up kits I've probably ever seen by MLS, and it's such an MLS thing. Okay. They're trying China sell it as World Cup '94 renditions, right? Which was the stripe kit, which I have, and I'll, I'll I'll actually show that one to you guys in a future episode when they bring out the abominations they just made to show you that they're nowhere even close no, to this they're thing. Not, they're not close to that at all. So they shot for World Cup '94 and ended up at Chivas USA. <laughs> they did. That's... There's no question; those are Chivas USA jerseys. It is it is more Chivas than Chivas, and now they're forcing everybody to wear them. Of course as things were breaking slowly, I was like, Oh, your team has to wear that. Ha ah, ha ha. And then wait, wait, my team has to wear that too. And was kind of recoiling back like, Oh Lord, you yeah. know what they're going to say. And you heard the retro conversation, but I have one little point to make one. You're not going to see this on our field. We're at the road. We're on the road in RSL. So you're not going to see us promote it. I doubt we're going to sell it. Forget it. It ain't a thing you have to deal with. Probably will never see us wearing it unless you you're going to RSL, which I know a few of you are. But there is a team that does have to wear it on their field on 4th of July weekend for the whole <laughs> world to see. So all that salt you want to throw our way, guess what? You own it. You wear it. It's so you. Even better, you got goat rejects on your field. So I'm going to love the ISO photos of question and Sueño. So you can call us what you want, but you're sporting it on the field where they played. Who's the retro throwback now? Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. So, I had to say something because, dude, it was the most ridiculous thing. And, dude, Adidas and MLS, please do better. Uh, Don't look Uh, like teams that are, you know. Are we going to get Tampa Bay mutiny ones for, like, Earth Day since it was green? I mean, (laughs) you want to have fun with this. Let's have fun with this. Uh, Yeah, bad move. Bad move all around. Yeah, I Um, was
0: thinking the same thing. I saw those, and I, I knew, I mean, the Carson fans suddenly just came out. Like crazy going, hey, look, LAFC's got their uh, retro jerseys. But then I looked on the MLS website, and every team has it, including the Galaxy with the Galaxy logo. And we know they're traditionally, since, they've, since 96, they've been home on 4th of July. So mm-hmm. like yeah. you said, they're going to be wearing them on their field, the same field they shared with Chivas USA. They're going to be wearing red and white stripes. Yeah, and it's going to drive their... Fan base insane seeing their team and, and wears it
1: well. Yeah, where's
0: wears it well. He had some good so news there.
1: That's where he made his name at first before heading off to Europe. But uh, and I guess Red Bull for a while, but whatevs, whatever. Enough about him. I just saying you own it, deal with it. Not our problem. We don't have to wear this at our stadium, so whatevs. Um, all right. So, other cool stuff to talk about before we get into SKC. You're like, man, this show's running on not really. We just got out lot of cover. Uh, player rumors. If y'all were watching Twitter today, there a name popped up like, hey, this kid could be coming your way. He plays for Pachuca or doesn't really play, but he's a part of Pachuca. Uh, that would be Bruce Elmesmati Sangochian. Long name. He just goes by Bruce Elmesmari, um when he plays, but Sangochian is his full last name. Uh, he is a under-17 Mexican national player. He played for them in the under seventeen World Cup and played very well for them, uh, and was a part of that team that went to the final and lost in Brazil to the host. He is a natural left wing, bombs in there, speed, pace, pretty much all the tools that we look for from a left wing. So he's not B. Rod, uh, and he's young; he's twenty now. Interesting, interesting case because his family—he has a lot of family that, well, for a while I guess they moved to the U.S. shortly. Uh, then moved to Mexico City, and then some of his family moved to Brazil. Uh, mm-hmm. They are Armenian background. Uh, they're part of the diaspora. Nice. Uh, we have an interesting connection with with uh, players with Armenian backgrounds. I believe Atuesta and Rossi also have uh, Armenian connections too. Uh, so this this player uh, very aggressive. He's a future player. His contract pretty much ends in December. Uh, for Pachuca and he's not getting minutes. So I believe this next season is kind of the make or break for him. Unless we're really getting involved with a loan to buy option. I mean, that that's the rumor that we heard today, but again, it was Twitterverse. So who knows how far to take it? Other fun fact with him. Uh, he's named Bruce after Bruce Lee, and he actually has a black belt. So it's kind of trippy, right? <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I've only heard good things from everybody that talks about him. So, maybe this is real. He does fit our system. So I'll take a 20 year old player that's played in the under 17 world cup. That shows a lot of promise. That's a natural left wing, So We're not even converting him. And I guess he plays on right wing too. So he's versatile in the wings and we like wings. Things are good. So nice. yeah, maybe this is something real. We'll find out soon enough and we'll get more information as we get it. I have a couple more things, but again, it's at rumor stage right now. Uh, Let's transition on to SKC Away um, before we do that, Punk. Anything else to add for community before I let you
0: go today? No. uh, Community, I just remembered the watch party Mm -hmm. in Pomona, they are taking, uh, I think if you go on their Instagram, I think it's like hygiene products. They are having a a drive on there. So check out either the crew, Inland Element, and Pomona Casuals. Any of their Instagram, check out their information, and they are having donations at their watch party. So, like I said, I might be at that one just because it's. I have. I'm gonna be out. I got lots of stuff I got to take care of tomorrow, and uh, mm-hmm. going out to Corona is kind of a long drive for me. And I could just drive ten minutes to be at another watch party. So, make it happen, man. Mm-hmm. You're you're, yeah.
1: you're an ambassador for the North End anyway, so. <laughs> You're, you're welcome with open arms, wherever you go, man. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks again right. for coming on tonight. We'll see no you problem. again next week with more Vinyl good. Club stuff. All right. Uh, have a good night, brother. All right. You too. Have a good one. All right. So, uh, again, thanks to Punk for coming on to do what he does best with the community and Vinyl. Now we're getting into the football once again, going into SKC away. So, Christine, this isn't a Dallas situation, is it?
2: No, it's not. They're a good team. They're a very good team.
1: Right. So, what can you tell us about leading in this match? How they've been doing in the lead up to all this?
2: Yeah. So right now they're second in the conference, but they've partially it's because they've played eleven games, whereas everyone else has played eight, nine, or ten. Their record is six, two, and three. And against us, they haven't played since 2019. Um, They have two wins against us and two. Um, losses against us so we um, beat them in 2019 twice they beat us in 2018 twice all of that is pretty much irrelevant for our purposes because it was so long ago Um, but I did I was able to catch their last game against um, Colorado they beat Colorado 3-1 and um, yeah they are a very good team they play a 4-3-3 uh, their lead scorer Daniel Saloui, had a brace in that last game they called him the Hungarian assassin um yes. they set Alan polito for that game or they didn't sit him the entire game but he didn't start um and yeah they they really dominated that game they their expected goals were two point six eight uh, they had 14 shots ninety percent pass success rate and um you know not perfect but Colorado's not a bad team themselves, so um, a lot, a lot of strong elements, um, particularly on their offensive side. Um, what did you think about their last game?
1: I mean, they could have scored more. I know mm-hmm. it shows the expected, but really, they 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 should have taken more. They were unfortunate to even allow a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, late, late stuff, back post. Just, I think it was a little bit of a, a just a blown mark. Right, cross in the rear. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 a loss of focus. To be honest, the rest of the game, they were the controlling interest and controlling party. The one player mm-hmm. to me that's just really fun to watch right now because he's blossoming into a true like senior player professional is probably Busio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had some crazy awesome moments already this season. I think he yeah. scored a brace. He had a great free kick earlier on this season and he's rumored yeah. to be going to Italy and also rumored to be potentially cap tied to either the U S or Italy. I guess Italy was knocking on the door, which now yeah. I guess he's been named to the U S roster for the gold cup. Right. So it's an intriguing international story with Buccio. Right. but he's basically taken that spot in the center mid, which is crazy in a four 3 three to give it to a young kid, but mm-hmm. he's doing the job. So it, it's cool to see where they're at right now. I actually, I'm not going to lie, I enjoy watching SKC play. I like Vermes's system. Mm-hmm. I like his approach to the game. Is very good at developing younger players and getting them minutes and getting them to produce, which I yeah. believe was it Shelton was playing striker instead of Polito, and he's right. one of their homegrowns, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not wrong in that, right? Uh, and I think he scored as well. So their young kids still are producing. But he doesn't mm-hmm. abandon the young, the the, the older, you know, experienced guys. Like say Russell out on the right, like right. that guy's been around a while. The mix is good. The, the mix between older players, younger players, veterans, and stars. Nobody's held up on a higher level. If you play the system, you do it right. Just ask Polito not getting a start. Yeah. Merit is everything with this team, and it shows. And then making it even harder in the back, it's uh, Tim Melia. And mm-hmm. if you've seen what him play, I, he didn't start earlier this year because he was coming back from injury. But this mm-hmm. guy's a former MLS goalkeeper of the year, and mm-hmm. he's starting to show that sign again. So this team is getting better. Yes, they're high in the standings already. I believe they're what? In second place in the West. Second. Mm-hmm. second in the West. They're they're going to challenge Se- Seattle as this season goes. Uh, and we're going to um, have to find our way to get competitive against these two because they are kind of the the example for the West. They are the yeah. top dogs right now.
2: And I think part of the reason why you like watching them so much and they're just a good team to watch is because they play a really similar style that we do. You know, they play mm-hmm. – they're very much um, a, a counterattacking team. They're very offensively minded. Um, Tamelea is – You know, he's one of the best, you know, players and their goalkeepers in the league has been for a long time. And he was also, I believe, on the provisional roster for the Gold Cup as well. Um, And, you know, they're just very comfortable in a lot of aspects. So Busio, like he's a star on the team and he's a star in the league. And, you know, you see especially at a, when we're playing, you know, in their stadium, you see a sea of people with the number 10 Jersey and the Bucio name on the back. And, and you know, it's gonna be an uphill challenge for us to go into that environment um, and perform. And and that's a mental challenge for sure. Um, But just in terms of Tamilia, like how many times in that Colorado game do you see the defense play out of the back? you know, five, 10-yard passes, even under pressure. They're always constantly looking to him um, to play little triangles, and um, he's super, super comfortable with his feet, super comfortable under pressure, not a keeper who's going to make a lot of, you know, spazzy mistakes. Um, no, same, no. Yeah, same thing with Busio in the midfield. They're a patient team. You know, if they're playing against a team, not that we play a low block, but, you know, in their previous game, they are against a team that, you know, had to play a low block. They're not forcing it. You know, they're playing really patient. They're waiting for the right moment, the right openings to attack. Um, and that's why Bucio is the star. You know, he's, he's a really smart midfielder. But I would say the highlight for me is really their offense, Shalhoui. He's a fast, fast guy, super fast. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see him go up against whoever's playing on that side, whoever's got the start. Um, they play really direct. They're able to find, you know, those runs behind the back line. Um, you mentioned a couple of the veterans, you know, Russell. And they've also been playing, um, I believe, Espinosa. has been getting yeah, a lot of minutes. Right mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's 34 years old, but he's been putting in work. He, ha- he hasn't been looking tired. He's been looking like... He's the guy who can run who still has legs. So this is all to say, really hard game. Not going to be at all like our last two games. This is a game that's going to really, really test us and challenge us.
1: It's these guys in Seattle, right? I mean, they are they are yeah. the feature. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't shown elite level yet. We have moments of it in the last match, but not mm-hmm. consistent like these teams have had. Mm-hmm. So this, this is a tough one for us. This could go South real quick. If we're not dialed in from the first minute and they will be all over us in a crowd. That's been full. Mm-hmm. They kind of act like the pandemic never existed there. I mean, they've had a <laughs> crowd for pretty much all season. Uh, yeah. Kansas is like, what, what pandemic? Uh, <laughs> so It's really, yeah, it's, it's packed. They're going to have everybody on, on top of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: like the noise we give they're going to be given the noise too it's 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 a beautiful place to go see a game for those who are going mm-hmm. out there it really is um i got the chance to go a couple of years back and i look forward to going back again
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh it's a good place to see a game They are trouble for us. I can't help but feel that the lineup that we saw in the second half might be a tell as to what we might do against them. Because Mm. I think if we play 4-3-3 versus 4-3-3, we're going to be in for a foot race and get in a lot of trouble.
2: Yeah. It's going to be hard for us. I would agree. Yeah,
1: I I think a switch has to happen for this one. If it doesn't, I'm I'm worried. I really am. The other Mm -hmm. question, of course, uh, I think, not them, right? I know their lineup, right? It's it's Melia, Sanchez and Fontas in the middle in the back, uh, Martins and Lindsay on the outside backs,
0: mm-hmm. Hernandez,
1: Bucio, Espinoza, mm-hmm. Salowie, Russell on the wings. And the mm-hmm. question is, is it gonna be Polito or Shelton up top? Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting battle for starting, but that's that's where yeah. they're right. could you imagine Polito being your your super sub? Like what? Yeah. So.
2: yeah. I, I personally I prefer Polito, but um, yeah, I I would expect him to start, but I yeah.
1: me too. Yeah, I do. I think he was getting rested. Yeah. That's why he didn't get the start in this last right. one. And God, he's a good player. I keep thinking, man, the All Star game is going to be great because he's probably going to be on there on that roster with Vela and
0: yeah, yeah. It'll be
1: fun. Uh, so the question less about them we know what they're going to offer they're not going to come out flat they are who they are Mm -hmm. it's us it's what are we going to do is it the five is it the four three three is it the five three two christine if we were going to make a bet and i'm not betting you Mm -hmm. do you think bob's going to get crazy and do the five three two against these guys
2: um i wouldn't be surprised i I didn't think about that but now that you mention it that makes a lot of sense because they are such a a a counter-attacking team and they they're um, strong point is their offense. I think that their weak point if they have one is their defense and so we would be wise to use our wing backs to help with our own counterattack. Um but of course we know that we um, we need to be really careful in terms of throwing bodies up. If we played a 4-3-3 we could get in a lot of trouble with those counters, with turnovers um, especially because, you know, the like um we don't know who's going to start in the midfield, we don't know who we have, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, if we started with five in the back.
1: I hope we do, I do, yeah. Um, and then the bigger question K versus Blessing, do you think K gets back in the lineup?
2: I, you know, every time I make this, the, or I call it, I'm always wrong, I mean, <laughs> but uh, I think that Blessing should probably start. Uh, I would put him in i don't think he's gonna start i think there's a good chance k is gonna start but i have no idea what do you think
1: uh if we play the five three two he starts if we play the four three three he doesn't
2: okay gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense yeah if if we need somebody who's did more discipline in defense k is gonna be the guy if not then we'll play uh, blessing
1: so what we're saying is, Bob, we're praying that you play the five three two. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to I wanna see Sifu like unhinged play. Like I like when he gets all that freedom; it's fun to see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: That's a really good point. We don't really always get to see him have that much leeway in a lot of games, and we know he's one of the only players on our team that that takes shots from outside the box. So yeah, we, need, we, we really the need game. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So it'll be good. Now, the case for Kim Moon-Hwan, uh, what happens in this case? Is it one of those things where it's depending on the lineup, we'll, whether we'll see him or not?
2: Yeah, I read an injury report. I don't know how updated it is, but I heard that Blackman was questionable with a quad thing. So I think it really depends on Blackman as well. Um, but. You know, we need Blackman. If we we're going to play that five through two, we, we would need Blackman to be part of that lineup. If not, then things might change. Um, yeah, it can't happen
1: without yeah. him, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: Oof. So, questions there. Again, these questions SKC has to deal with now that we've Switch things up a little. They can't just assume it's the four three three because, hey, wait, they play good that way. Um, right. And then the other question is for Baird: Does he stay in for this match? Does he sit for this match? Where do you think he falls in the in the line here?
2: Um, I think he's starting for this match. I think maybe he's being rushed for Wednesday, uh, but to me, that overall, he's been doing his job, and um, I don't see a, a better option than him starting in that position.
1: Unless it's the 5-3-2, right?
2: Right. Yes, that is a good point. <laughs>
1: Dang. Then everything right? changes. It, everything changes. You blew our minds, Bob. Keep doing it. Uh, yes. Yeah, four three three. 3 3 he starts. If it's not a four three three, 3 3 dude's not Correct. starting. Absolutely. So I love this. We don't know what we're going to see this weekend. The first time in 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 two years, we don't know what we're going to see walking out on the field. Right. I like this feeling. I'm tired of being that you know able to predict everything before it happens <laughs> like i get to be yeah. a fan on this and go not just angry like here we go again with this lineup <laughs> no it's different now so it's good yeah. um take on that
2: The, the I, I can't one, predict we
1: yeah mm-hmm. could you even try to predict this thing
2: um you know i i I don't think Bob, like, I don't see him being that adventurous in um, difficult games, like really, really against top competitors. But in this case, like, we almost don't have a choice because we know that if we play a 4-4-3-3, I can see us definitely having a lot of breakdowns. And when we do have those breakdowns, they're really bad. Kind of everything comes apart in terms of the machinery. So, um, you know, not n- since you said five three two, I feel like uh, I'm going with five three two. Like, and I'm sure they've thought about it as well. So, yeah, I'm going with a five three two.
1: Love it. I want to be adventurous. <laughs> I'm a cynic at heart. Yeah. Uh, I have a bad feeling if we're gonna see the four three three again. I do. Yeah. But in my heart of hearts man i want that, i want that five three two i really do because yeah. if that's the case we already know who's going to be out there guarantee right. they're gonna be out there and even if you put k out there instead of blessing in that role that's a little more advanced he'll yeah. still do well in the job not as dynamic i'd say but definitely yeah. he's going to hold court uh yeah. if bucio has got to deal with both a twesta and k in that five three two you're going to neutralize him
2: yeah absolutely
1: he'll get neutralized and then that that kills a lot of what they do So yeah, yeah. do it, Bob five through three. We need it. We need it. Cool. Anything else you want to add for this thing that we should be looking for before we get into some comments from our, our faithful.
2: I think we're good.
1: Yeah. Let's go for it then. All right. So I'm going to scoot up a bit. Uh, Saw some interesting stuff from the crew. Uh, Brennan did want to mention that there's some football to watch on Saturday night, midnight, Saturday uh, L.A. time A-League Grand Final kicks off Melbourne City versus Sydney FC. That's pretty cool, man. Thank you for the update on that one. Good deal. Uh, Strike one for Jerry. It's across the board. Strike on you, sir.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't, don't do
1: that. Yeah. Not acceptable. Uh, all right. Nestor says, are they trying to get him as a here Tam for the rumor player? We don't know because it's just a rumor. It's a Twitter rumor. So we wouldn't know yet can't be dp while we have three so marvin talking about the skc match speaking of busio we lack a true number 10 perhaps more than a striker our midfield transition from midfield to attack isn't the best we lack creativity Vela holds the 10 but he's a right wing you're 100 certain i think in my heart of hearts that's where we're hurting is we don't have a natural playmaker -hmm. We don't like you know, I look across the lineups throughout this league and there's a natural 10, natural 10, natural 10. Mm -hmm. We don't have that right now, so I agree. I think if we're gonna get a DP, that's a great target to get. It makes perfect sense. Uh, which if you're playing the 5 3 2, it addresses it because now you have two attacking midfielders doing the job of what a normal Mm -hmm. playmaker would do. So, there, uh, why? We can't penetrate defensive teams as well. We lack a heel, Lodero, Valeri. Mm-hmm. There's the 10, right? There's the natural mm-hmm. 10. I agree. I would love to get a playmaker on this side. Someone that mm-hmm. can pull some strings. I love a Tuesa, but a does a natural defensive midfielder, a controlling midfielder, not a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Even though he's had some crazy passes, he has his moments, but it's not his natural role.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Brennan says, one of my favorite players from a European club plays for SKC. Hopefully (laughs) he has a bad game. Understood, sir. Uh, Moon will start and score for the first time in his LAFC career. Let's go. That's from uh, Mika Mote. That's hilarious um and cool and i'm all for it and he has a potential if he keeps cutting in there was one play against dallas where he chose to let the ball off rather than just keep plowing through a goal and i mm-hmm. couldn't help but feel like dude you had him busted you could have gone in within three yards of that goalkeeper and slam that ball and he didn't do it he chose to play disciplined on it he had that moment it was already there so five through two bob get it done uh I keep saying over Sydney FC fans can't travel to Melbourne for the grand final. Is everyone locked down? I heard everything's locked down in Australia again because Mm. of a taxi driver picking up from an airline crew. Like it's just a weird story, but Mm. yeah, they're struggling a bit with, with the new Delta part let's hope we can do better and i mean it's unfortunate so brendan we're praying for you man we're hoping you can get free soon enough we can get you back here Uh, especially seeing how fans aren't able to travel again it's just kind of scary to see that reality get again so, uh, praying for you, man, just hoping things work out. So that are the, that's the comments that I see right now from everybody. I don't see any others dropping. If you have a final one, drop it now as we go. Brendan says, ah, oh, there we go. We should try to steal the white Rumored player attacking me for Ryan Gold, free agent in the summer. Hey, you never know in this world, except, you know, MLS, when you say somebody's yours, nobody else can touch them. It's kind of weird rules here about discovery rights, but you can buy those. Just ask Romero why he's here. We just kind of bought his rights. So we shall see. Uh, With that, I think we are good in terms of comments, which brings us to that moment of the show where we give our final comment of the day. Uh, Christine, I'm going to have you take lead on this, and then I'll close the show out. Again, thank you for coming on tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant to see you back on with me uh yeah. doing what we do it, it does it definitely feels like a throwback episode doesn't it
2: yeah it's been fun it's been it's been a good time and i love reading everyone's comments so um yeah my final thought is well i had a really good time at the wednesday game um, just being in the crowd um i'm gonna be with the tiger supporters group tomorrow i'm gonna check out bear garden if anybody wants to check that out and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to see how we do as a group going forward. We still have 25 games left to go. Um, and uh, I know that it hasn't been the easiest season in terms of how our, our play has shaped up. But every team goes through these things. And I feel like um, there's so many positives to take away in the last couple games in terms of, you know, Kim coming on, the the kids. Um And um, yeah, let's just keep focused. Let's keep supporting them through the thick and thin. And uh, hopefully I shall see you guys, some of you guys in person, now that everything's opening up.
1: Yes, there we go. Thank you, Christine, for the encouraging words. And yes, perspective. It's really early in the season. Good Mm -hmm. take. And now we realize we have some options to switch things up. Took one match to allow a switch up. And we go, oh, wait, we do have options. Mm Who would have thunk it? So good call. Christine. Love it. Um, I did want to thank everyone involved, especially Christine and Jason tonight for jumping in and and making it happen. Thank you, Brennan, for keeping the chat flying. You've been super busy with that and everyone else that's been on there. Uh, Oscar and so many others. Thank you guys. It's again, you're the reason why I keep doing this, why we keep doing it. Uh, Without you, there is no pod. No doubt about that. It's, It's for you by you Your comments drive what we cover each week. So, again, be on thankful for everything that you guys do um, and show who you are week in and week out being the faithful that you are. So uh, with that, again, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the viewing parties this weekend. They're going to be pretty much off the hook since it's the first big, big ones we've had for nearly 18 months. Uh, So, again, pace yourselves. Be careful, guys. Get home safely. Right. I mean that I think that's a good message to say is now that we're free, uh, moderate, have a good time, to a point. Good times more than great times, right? Uh, and uh, support your team, wear your colors. I love it when people wear stuff before the game and make it happen. So there it is. And on that note, I'm just going to keep it simple and say to everybody, love y'all, stay golden.